right, we'll stop banging on about LEDs. And uh, you do your renaming. I mean, I'm, I, I feel bad now teeth. that I changed the conversation on the WhatsApp chat from uh, Tom talking about building his PC to, you know, the Mandalorian. Yeah, the I thing we're really talking bad. about tonight. Don't feel too bad about it, Duncan. We, we, <laughs> should, we should get cracking. Come yep. on. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Thank you if you're joining us on the YouTube stream. Wave, everyone. Wave, wave wave just wave keep waving okay cool thank you very much if you're joining us on the stream it's wonderful to be seen by you not that we can actually see you if you're listening to us on the podcast later on i can see them all you can see them all Mm, yeah do you not get like yeah I'm scrying at the moment. That's a, that's a bit weird. Um, if you are listening to us on the podcast, uh, actual audio version, whether you're listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, or any other good podcatcher, thank you very much for listening as well. We are the Too Much Time on Our Hands. Too. Yes, of course you can. <laughs> we are the Too Much Time on Our Hands team. It's the awesome foursome. I'm just going to say hello to Russ. Hello, Russ. Hello, hello Dan. Yay! Hello, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. Oh, there you go. This is the way. This is the way. I said it. This is the wave. Ah, Jinx. Hello from me. I am Tom. And today, as you'll probably have seen all over our social media, or if not, or if you're just one of those people who is literally waiting at nine o'clock on a Wednesday evening for this to happen, we are going to be dealing with the spoiler cast for the whole second season of The Mandalorian, the excellent Disney Star Wars uh, series that we have been watching religiously. And I believe I'm not wrong in saying that Duncan actually watched the last episode of it today. Mm-hmm. So we are all yep. going to do it. Now, I will just say, before I hand over to uh, MC Dan, the Dandalorian, I'm just going to say, this, of course, is a spoiler cast. So if you haven't watched the second series of The Mandalorian, please, please, please don't be alarmed or annoyed if you hear spoilers. In fact, if you haven't watched the end of the second series of The Mandalorian, I would say don't listen or watch this podcast go and watch it and then go watch the series and then come back and watch or listen to this later mm-hmm. because we are going to be absolutely dropping some spoilers uh, throughout this um, wonderful episode of our podcast. And with that, I'm going to hand you over to The Dandalorian. We're going to go episode by episode. We're going to go all eight episodes of The Mandalorian because each one of them is gold. And we are going to give our opinions on the episodes and basically just spoil the shit out of them. So yep. we're gonna we're gonna go through every single one. And I'm going back through them. Going, that was great. That was great. That was great. That was great. Yeah. O- yeah. Overall, like yeah. not that there were particular. There was one episode that I thought was perhaps less than brilliant in the first series. I agree. The um the one called the Gunslinger. The gu- in the first series. Yeah. Okay. There was one that that I wasn't mad keen on in the second series, but we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Still but even, even that was really good. Yeah. Like the, the yeah. standard, the standard, the lowest standard has been. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, mean, I still enjoyed that. Compared yeah. to Rise of the Skywalker, these are all solid guys. Oh, yeah. don't! Oh. Just watching it just gets me even more angry. Like, oh, yeah, thank you. Here's the thing with the Rise of Skywalker, because now this has been completely taken over by the Rise of Skywalker. Um, like, we, we, everyone, including myself, came out of that trying to make excuses for that film. Yeah, and the Mandalorian doesn't have that problem at all. When, when it does something that's vaguely problematic, v- vaguely an issue, it kind of makes up for it fairly quickly. 
it, this, it just yeah. clean it just tidies everything up mm. i mean it's just like oh my god look at the mess the rise of the skywalker made and left these messy ends that scatter across time and universe mm. and stuff and mandalorian just comes in and just goes sweep 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 sweep, sweep tidies it all up so that actually stuff the film future films set after when the mandalorian is kind of make a bit more sense i would also argue though that there are there are actually i mean i mean i don't know obviously the last episode which we are going to talk about at some point but i, I won't want to want i don't want to spoil it too soon the ending of that does also raise some quite big questions mm. like um, which we will get to when we get to it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think there are maybe a couple that are probably not tidied up just yet, but... I'd imagine yeah. they'll get tidied up. They've got like a couple of yeah. seasons to tidy up. We'll get to that at the end. There's yeah. also... Yeah. Oh, the other thing I want to talk about on top of this is like just a state of the franchise as well. Like everything that was announced that we didn't get a chance to talk about before Christmas as well yeah. that I really want to talk about because some of it looks awesome. So, mm-hmm. um, so let's start then. Chapter 9, The Marshal. I'm just going to go down IMDb with their description as well. The Mandalorian is drawn to the outer rim in search of others of his kind. Now, and in doing so, he uh, finds the sheriff of a town uh, who is played by an actor that I love, whose name I'm immediately forgot. Timothy Oliphant. Timothy there Oliphant. we go. Um, and he's wearing Boba Fett's armour. So like mm-hmm. the first thing you see is Boba Fett walking into a bar, basically. Yeah. Can yeah that's I quite just... a good fake out because you go, it's yeah. Boba Hang on, that's not Boba Fett. That's it's Nova Fett. Too young, yeah, too yeah. unscarred. Also, I will just say, just quickly throw that in mm-hmm. there. He's looking specifically for other Mandalorian yes. because he believes that those Mandalorian will be able to help him find the Jedi. Yeah. And so yeah. that yeah, is bit, why... A bit of a leap of logic, I think. Mm. There. And that is why you see, when you see Boba Fett and you think about his past with Jedi... Mm you begin to think, fuck, maybe this isn't, you know, you see both and you think, shit, he's not going to help. <laughs> yeah. He's just going to be a dick to him. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, to, we'll get to Boba Fett in a bit. But it, it's, so this guy's wearing, it's, yeah. But it's actually the bit before he even gets there when mm. it's at the, the pit fight thing. And that's the Gamoran. Yeah. yeah. I, for me, that was like, oh, this is amazing already. Mm. I don't, I just knew it was, I was hooked was because. Incredible. I love the, um, the, the look of that town that they're walking through yeah, with the weird creatures um, that can't come too near the light. They were, yeah, they were very definitely. cool. That was very cool. It was just the way suddenly the, uh, Grog, the child, mm. Grogu, um, sort of realises some trouble's coming and just goes and shuts the yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, that and that cool. was awesome. And then it goes, oh, I thought you said you were not going to kill me. You're not going to kill me. I'm not. And it just leaves him hanging. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> the fights, that that's, opening fight. That's a bit of a Batman definition of I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to throw yeah. you off this roof and then the ground will kill you. <laughs> Technically. I didn't kill him. <laughs> shoddy workmanship the ability the, the fact that i was able to cut through this rope killed you mm. sorry <laughs> um it's yeah it's generally from the first episode you realize they were going to lean into nostalgia on this one and 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 mm. and that fan service was going to be ramped up but at the same time still doing something original and very very cool um the bits in it that were nostalgic were either Real throwaway points like um, the fact that the marshal or the, the whatever he is, he's a sheriff, isn't he, uh, is, has got a speeder that's made what looks like Anakin's pod racer engine. Uh, 
Mm. Um, it's little things like that, or they are things that are integral to the plot that weave into the Star Wars tapestry that people have known and loved. So, yeah. crate dragons. Yeah. As a, as a key point. So, yeah. the first experience I ever had of crate dragons yeah. was playing Dark Forces, yeah. the original Dark Forces. And when you get yeah. kidnapped by Jabba, um, you have to fight bare knuckle a crate dragon. And you always hear about crate dragon mm. in the expanded universe. Mm. And this for me was like the first time where you actually saw one and it was like a fucking monstrous yeah. tracker. Like yeah, so really good design as well. Mm. Yeah, it's really cool. scary. It was it was the fact that it was living in a dead Sarlacc pit yeah. as well. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. killed the Sarlacc, didn't it? That was, yeah. that was well, the that's, point. That, I think that's kind of meant to hint at how how Fett escaped, yeah. wasn't it? Maybe like the the hit the Sarlacc that ate him got attacked by a crate dragon, he somehow mm. Slipped out or something. Yeah. So in the expanded universe, Boba Fett has es- escapes from the Sarlacc by effectively incinerating it from the mm. inside. Mm. So when he falls in, he is knocked unconscious and is effectively. Um, if you've ever read the stories of the Bounty Hunters, Tales of the Bounty Hunters, I think it's called as expanded universe novel. Um, it deals with like all IG88, Dengar, mm. Boba Fett as well. Boba Fett is plagued by nightmares of his experiences inside the Sarlacc until eventually he incinerated it from the outside, from the inside out. And he was found um, by Dengar, who was an Imperial assassin who you actually see in the Empire Strikes Back. He's rescued Mm. by Dengar. He's found basically as a sort of a meaty lump of, you know, ruined flesh and has been, you know, slowly rebuilt. And the Boba Fett you meet later in that Mm. story is kind of all he's got new cloned legs and and all sorts of like you know replacement body parts and things like that which is obviously not what they've sort of taken from and with with this Mm. version of fet we actually see later on in the series so this is where the super fanboys started kicking up a while ago that the extended universe not being part of this was a massive problem now, I would argue that what's actually happened is, is meant that the likes of John Favreau can go back and go, what did we love about the extended universe and put our own spin on and then start popping it back into the, into the timeline? Yeah, which is I, the only yeah. way to do it. The expanded universe is so big yeah. and so built around Luke, Leia and Han and Chewie yeah. that you, you can't just incorporate it and lift it wholesale, but you can pick... Mm the awesome elements from it and bring them in. Yeah. I mean, I, Boba Fett was never one of those elements that I thought was particularly necessary. I mean, he's not, he, I, I never really loved the character of Boba Fett in that Same. way that a lot of people do because he's not a character. He's an action figure. Yeah. But they've actually done something interesting with him in this where I'm just going, Oh, he's, he's just really fucking awesome. Yeah. They've, uh, they've yeah. actually done some cool stuff with him. Because at the end of that, I mean, I love that episode because of the way it actually makes the sand people proper because you know you yeah. hope they are just this faceless kind of nomads but terrifying nomads of the desert but what the mandalorian does is actually go really it's what they did well in the season mm. season one and it's what they've done so far <clears throat> in the, even the first episode it's like building backstories to these different races and the ones that are really familiar and popular and they does it so well with the sand people in this as well, bringing two lots of people that traditionally have been fighting together and sort of starting to build a build a, a common piece. It makes the sand people look like an actual civilization as well. Like it's not that yeah. they're not just yeah, people they were just that randomly savages yeah. in the first one, weren't they? Yeah, but they. Yeah, I mean, go on. Yeah, sorry, Dan. No, go on. It's fine. 
I was going to say, it's just the same with how they did it with the Jawas as well Mm. in season one. Yeah, very true. Very true. But I think this kicked things off. Like, it's not quite... I I still prefer chapter eight to chapter nine. I thought the last episode of season eight was... Season one, sorry. Was at this point still the pinnacle, but but it kicked off so well. This, This season is excellent. And we found out exactly... It sets the tone for this whole season so well. Particularly at the end when you see Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah, although yeah. The, only, the, only, the only sort of problem I had with this one was that it was it was back on Tatooine again. Yeah. yeah. Having had the big like, I'm gonna go out in the universe and find this creature's people. Mm. <laughs> we yeah. go back to the most familiar place in the Star Wars universe. But I suppose they if you're gonna bring Fett into it, they kinda yeah. had to. Because yeah. that's where the armor is and all that sort of stuff. It'd be a bit I also, I also quite oh. love the fact that uh Vance um got the armor off Jowers, yeah. which I think is almost like, you know, if Boba Fett escaped from the Sarlacc and lost his armor in the process and it was dug out of the wreckage. I mean, you can imagine Jawa picking bits of flesh and shit mm. off this armor and shoving it somewhere and <laughs> mm. things like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, it is, it is good. I mean, you don't know it's Boba Fett at the end, but you do kind yeah. of assume it is. Like, it's kind of like, oh, that's, that's blatantly Boba Fett. I mean, who else is it going to be? Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, there, is a, there, there are a whole bunch of, like, clone trooper characters that it could be, but that's getting, that's too... Not everyone has watched Rebels, guys. Get over it. Yeah. So the, I still think they leaned into that one. a bit nerdy. Yeah. Also, wouldn't they be... Because they have accelerated ageing, don't they? Mm. Whereas the whole point about Boba Fett was that he was an unaltered clone, a perfect copy of Jango yeah. Fett. Who grew at a normal age? So, so how much of a fucking old, egotist do you have to be to have that as your child? I wanted a perfect copy of myself, perfect replica of myself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rush. T- uh, also, rock, can we just? Uh, t- um, <laughs> I think the most important thing to acknowledge in this episode is just how insanely good-looking Timothy Oliphant is. Oh days. man, unbelievably <laughs> handsome. He's one of those people that gets better looking with age. Like he, he was, yeah. he, you know, he was, he was the I'm, only I'm person into his look in this. Yeah, he definitely. was the only person who managed to play Agent Forty Seven mm. um, as you know the hitman uh, in in the live action role with a bald head and still looked good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me be the first to say that as a less than hirsute male up here, mm. um, you know, you don't look good bald unless you have natural cheekbones like these. He's. Um... The other thing with Timothy Oliphant is he's he's one of those guys that's genuinely really funny. He's like in the the Ryan Reynolds mold in the sense that you could probably put him in an action film would be fine, but also you could put him in a comedy and he'll be really really funny as well. Yeah, yeah. he was he was okay. so like just the the little sort of the standoff the mm. looks like one of us ain't walking out of here kind of interaction that yeah. they had it's just so full of character within moments of him being chased. That that is a that is a an established character, isn't it, Cobb Vanth? It's from the mm. I, th- no, I haven't I read them, but I think it's from one of the Chuck Wendig books, mm. um, the uh, the aftermath ones. But I don't really know anything about him. But you don't need to. He's yeah. an awesome space cowboy. And he that's is. all you need to know. Yeah, mm. he is. That's exactly the, what he is. I mean, yes, Duncan. I know you said that it was back on Tatooine. I doesn't Mando actually go? I've just come from Tatooine. There was no. I didn't see any Mandalorian there. Yeah. Uh, so he does kind of joke about. There is that nice little twist. Oh yeah, yeah, that little joke. Yeah, yeah. But, but just having having you, 
it felt a bit redundant to just mm. be going, oh, we're, yeah, having having made a big fuss about we're going to scour the universe for this creature's home. But first, I need to admit about that place that we've been to it in every single film and every single other thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to see if the charred bodies of Owen and Lars Bar- uh, you know, Baru are... Uh, uh, still smoking? Is, 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 yeah, still smoking? Good. Yeah, cool, great. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, that got an, that that got nine stars on oh, okay. IMDb that episode. Just so you mm-hmm. know that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read out the stars as well. Basically, IMDb up, so I might as well read it out everything I've got in front of me. Um, cool, cool. Should we move on to chapter ten? Well, let's let's crack on because otherwise we're gonna. Yeah. This is this is gonna end up being a two parter, isn't it? Chat no, <laughs> determined not to. Chapter ten, the passenger, lowest no, rating. Oh, let's get moving. with seven point nine. Hang on, we've just done one. chapter 10, The Passenger. No, we've just done chapter 9, The Marshal. Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, the Frog Lady. The Frog Lady, yeah. Kind of a Frog two, Lady and the Ice Spiders. Yeah, kind of like a one and a half parter, isn't it? Yeah. Like, cause, so like the, the whole thing kind of ends in chapter 11, but it's it, that's not the story in chapter 11. It, it kind of like car- carries over. Like there's too much chapter 10 mm. for it to fit in. Like any other TV series would have finished with them reaching the planet and then you seeing uh, Bo-Katan. But this one just did the... We don't care that this is only a 35-minute episode. This is what's happening in this episode. What do you think of The Frog Lady, anyway? Yeah, no, I I, I like I liked it. I, th- I thought it was great. I know a lot of people didn't yeah. like this one. They I don't know, some people thought the whole Frog Lady thing was a bit silly. I, liked I know it. a lot of people were very, were very upset by... <laughs> baby Yoda devouring her unborn children quite so gleefully <laughs> like, to the point where it like it really upset a lot of people yeah it was uh, a bit weird um, but it was, but it was quite like, a MacGuffin to have I think it was a nice way of slowing after hmm. such a bombastic start to the series it was really nice to have a a kind of a a slowing of the story that was actually necessitated by the physical fragility of the eggs hmm. That, that they couldn't travel at hyperspace, that they had to travel at sublight speeds. Mm. And so it opens them up to the potential for a little bit of trepidation. And of course they, they run into two X-Wing starfighters who of course are hunting um, uh, the Mando because of his involvement in that prison break. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a really nice kind of, you know, there's a nice mm-hmm. circular sort of, um, sort they, of thing to this they... that, you know, his past is literally coming back to, fuck him up a bit they essentially do the oh god it's a roadblock in, in like any <laughs> in any film yeah. where they've got to cross the country yeah. like that's essentially what that is like the the two cops like pull up side by side i'm gonna need to see some identification there and then they've got to try and bust through the roadblock which then automatically ends with it, ice spiders as we always already know yeah I mean, admittedly yeah it did i loved how crap he was uh trying to talk his way out of it as well yeah he was just like uh yeah, you get the feeling he doesn't hasn't had to do that an awful lot. So yeah, Duncan, you were going to say something. Sorry, bud. Do I? I, I realise my internet is a bit unstable. Um, I do like how it. I mean, it wasn't one of my favourite episodes. I still enjoyed it because there isn't a bad episode. Um, I did like how it highlighted how fragile or stretched the new. Uh, Republic is mm. because mm. it really that really comes across with the two X-wing pilots who are tired, who are just going around, and 
uh, it, they go, oh, no, we've got a runner. And uh, how, I mean, it comes out when, at the end, when they, he bargains with them. But um, yeah, it was, it was quite an intense episode. The, how it gets the suspense of another giant spider coming and how are they going to escape that? Mm. How are they going to fly with such direct, uh, uh, wrecked ship but um yeah it, it had that nice uh moments i would say my chart my own son eats a bit like Grogu does. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah just like anything like that he would have been munching he would have been opening mm. up and munching those eggs mm-hmm. um for me there was there were two nice links to the film alien um, being one of my favourite films, it was wonderful for them to stumble into a cave of mysterious origin to find some eggs mm. that promptly opened and unleashed hell. Also, the other link, so that's the first link, eggs that unleash horrible things that then chase everyone. The second link is the fact that the middle name of the director of the episode is Dallas, mm. um, which I thought was <laughs> which, yeah. which I just which I literally just noticed. Now I'm looking at um, a little this, bit of thing there. Was this a Bryce Dallas Howard episode? Yes, it was is, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, no, the next episode, sorry, I was about to say, is, yeah. is Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. All right, there's only one fucking link, but Frog Lady is <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I love you all. Um, I, I, um, you all out there. There we go. I, 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 I think this episode gets a lot of stick based on Baby Yoda eating the eggs uh, that we have to start realising that none of this is real. And like, yeah. it's one of those kind of like he's clearly being a toddler, doing the one thing he's been told absolutely not to do. So like, <laughs> it's it's it's. It's also just nice to see some alien life in the Star Wars universe that isn't a human with a weird thing on its head, yeah. like or yeah, an extra yeah, eye yeah. painted on. It was nice to actually see something that had a different way of procreating and living and. You know, it was actual alien. It looked like an I, alien. I like that at this point, the New Republic is a bit like still like the Wild West. Like everything else we've seen is is like uh, self-governed uh, fractions of the Empire or or, or um, so just self-governed cities. But this is like it's the beginnings of, of a New Republic where you've you've sent the sheriffs out to kind of take control of certain areas. And that's what these guys in the X-Wing are. They're kind of like looking at the manual as to what they're supposed to actually do at this point. Um and you get the feeling that they they spend a lot. It's not like in the Star Wars films when X wings pop out and they go immediately go and attack something. You get the feeling that these X wings are just on patrol a lot, like circling. They're cop cars, yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah. So I really like that and the kind of like how relaxed it was with the fact that they've just got guns in their cockpits that they can then pull out and uh, kill ice spiders with when they need to. Yeah. Also, it was it was quite nice because it, it almost felt like a monster of the week kind yeah. of kind of um, or almost like a classic X Files yeah. episode. You know, yeah. it was it was really good to watch. It was like a self contained little thing. It didn't necessarily feel like part of the series and the story, no. but it was a nice bit. It was a nice. It was thing basically, to it was have. A, it was a sort of it was like something to slow them down on the way. Mm. They could have just got to the watery planet that yeah. they were going to Mongo. Yeah, but, right. know, I also, sort of I, I, and some real, some real good sort of horror stuff as well. It was genuinely scary. Yeah, and creepy it, the way those it, things were all getting in through the tiny little cracks, and they just couldn't mm, keep them mm. keep them out of the ship. And you didn't yeah, know how was, yeah. they were actually going to escape that. There was, I caught, I felt it was also a wee bit of a nod to Empire, Empire Strikes Back, 
like hiding mm. somewhere to try mm. and escape. But this time they're trying to escape uh, the New Republic, not the Empire. So there was that. It was a knackered ship, so they eventually mm. would have to go somewhere. But um, yeah, it was. It's just it was a nice nail biter. Going, how are they going to escape this? And then how the hell are they going to get to the, the end? Uh, the end spot. But um, the, the Razor's Crest yeah. is becoming a little bit like um, um, the dude's car in the Big Lebowski. In the sense that throughout this series, it gets more and more fucked up with a variety of different things, where it's being held together by fucking fish hooks at one point, basically. And Absolutely. then by the, by the end of the series, someone finally kills it. Like, so it's, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. The, the, the um, evolution of the racer's crest from being a complete ship to being a, a ship that's literally being, you can only fly from the cockpit and you can't travel you can't move anywhere else to eventually being held together by fish parts to to just being blown up yeah i, I really like that although it gets like restored to its former glory yeah and then blown up, <laughs> blown up. Yeah. Uh, chapter 11 yep chapter 11 the harris uh 8.9 that's um not too high not too low mandalorian braves high seas and meets unexpected allies so uh, this one, he's taken the frog princess to the uh, to the planet. I can't remember the name of the planet that he's going to, but he takes them there. Um, he is told that he will meet Mandalorians uh, at the high seas, basically, isn't he? Where they attempt mm. to double cross him, and then some actual Mandalorians come and save his ass. It turns out to be Bo-Katan uh, and yeah. others. Very cool moment for all those people. What watch those things that she's in? Yeah. And it's another thing where they say, we are kind of leaning into all this stuff. You don't have to watch it, but if you do, there's going to be a couple of extra little bits and bobs where we can just like wink at the camera for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they were badass. They were, yeah. They were utterly badass. And they took the yeah, helmets off. I, I, thought this, I thought this episode was fucking brilliant. So you get the whole yeah. reveal that Mando, his, his sort of department of Mandalorianism is actually re- regarded to be the sort of the wacky cultist extremists of yeah. the Mandalorian faith, not how most of them go about the business. Mm. Uh, all the business on the boat was very cool with the big fish thing, eating the, eating the baby carrier. Mm. And then, and, and then like, you got a fucking awesome heist of uh, that freighter. Yeah. Very, very cool sequence. That was kind of unexpected, actually. That was an action segment that was just suddenly like, cool. Yeah, they fit a lot into 45 minutes in this episode. Yeah. And then... And this was the episode where he goes mentions dark saber i was like oh except we already dark saw the saber. we saw it in, in season end of season yeah, one we, we yes but it wasn't yeah. called, that we've seen it but it wasn't saber, yeah. called the dark saber. no it was just a dark lightsaber yes but then he meant then she mentions the dark saber and you but the thing is dark saber was a whole book mm. but it was obviously meant to be um a death star type mm. weapon whereas it's leaning into this is still an ultimate weapon and it's just it's called the dark saber which is fantastic and mm. then then mentions uh oh no it's uh, the next one isn't it where they mention grand admiral thrawn no they mention it in this don't they no, no it's, it's, the, next no, it's the next one but it's so yeah oh, having, well. having the dark saber and bo katan in there you know it, it, they're obviously leaning into the whole mandalorian history of that thing like it's the symbolic mm. weapon of the the leader of mandalore which yeah. is why she wants it she's trying to she's trying to reunite the mandalorians and take over 
she's, I think she's been the leader of the Mandalorians, and then like there was some argy-bargy with her sister or something. I haven't watched these things. I but, keep uh, telling myself I'm going to. It. There's, there's a <laughs> yeah. lot. Of what was? I, I all right, skim the wiki. I'm, I, yeah, yeah. Hands up. What was she in? Because I obviously haven't watched everything. Uh, Rebels wasn't that. she? Yes, yeah, Rebels. I will watch it. There's loads of people that watch this that tell me they are really good, but... They're a children's cartoon. Yeah, I'm not being funny. The, the Star Wars films are children's films. I know, but there's only one but... every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go and catch up on six seasons of Dora the Explorer because it ties into a film. I imagine the, the, the Dora the Explorer extended universe is uh, mm. is something special, though. Ah, so it's actually so just reading a bit. Yeah. She's she's a former member of a Mandalorian group known as Death Watch during mm. the Clone Wars. She opposed the ideals of her sister, um, uh, and then uh, the some uh, uh, someone called Prey Vizsla was usurped by Darth Maul. Um, and she formed the Night Owls to oppose him. Maul was driven off Mandalore, so um, Bo-Katan becomes regent of Mandalore uh, mm. until her refusal to follow the new uh, Emperor Palpatine results in Clan Saxon being placed in power, and that's when she accepts the Darksaber from Sabine to lead their people. But obviously she's lost it at this point because Gideon mm. has it. Yeah. Yeah, the Night Owls are very cool, aren't they? They're like mm. an all-female hit squad of Mandalorians. And I think the Death Watch is the sect that Mando belongs to. I, yeah. I think. I don't Not know. too too deep on my uh, Mandalorian it cultural history. It was a great episode, anyway. This, this was good. really, very really good. good. Yeah, big fan. And um, some, some good inept Imperial comedy at the end. They're trapped yes. in the freight control room. Yes. In the where? <laughs> uh, okay uh moving on yeah chapter 12 the siege people didn't like this 8.5 but people I still liked it they just didn't like it as much but yeah loved this episode i loved this episode too so, this this is the ahsoka tano one no no that's the next no, one this is what am i thinking of then this is the nod to new hope this is where they basically do the uh the research facility mm. yeah it's, it's, the, it's the research it's the one where they've got to break into the research facility with the dark troopers yeah so he reunites oh Jim. back back yeah. with yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah this was a great one yeah this is the one this... that's um directed by um carl weathers, carl weathers. Yeah. baby you got to see giving himself off. some awesome cool lines and yeah. action moments <laughs> yeah, exactly it's basically like a two runner <laughs> sketch and then and then he totally makes out with a girl <laughs> <laughs> oh come on <laughs> So he's wearing his uh, he's wearing his Rocky uh, briefs, and yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's just going around just punching stormtroopers in the face. Yeah, and here's yeah. the twist: we're yeah. going to show it. We're going to show all of it. We're going to show graphic scenes <laughs> of Carl Weathers in small shorts. <laughs> so this this did quite a lot of good, like quite a lot of necessary plot heavy lifting. You know, we yeah. know that they're, you know, you now know like for sure that they're extracting baby yoda's blood to try yeah they talk about an m count which i think is as close as favreau would ever allow them to go to saying midichlorians Midichlorians. (laughs) so they're they're clearly trying to extract the force essence from him it also explains why they still need him they Mm. they, they extracted a certain amount of blood and it's all been used up we don't really know what they've been using it on yet that's that's they're clearly holding back for the next series 
Yeah. Um, There's there's cloning stuff going on. There's what looked like Snoke Mm. prototypes in those tanks. Yeah. So it sort of ties a lot of stuff together. Snoke types. Snoke types. It's Snoke joke. No, that's Snow. Doesn't work. I I I quite enjoy that Dr. Pershing with his Nazi war criminal demeanor about it. Yeah. Like that's. I was just following orders. Um, the, uh, the the thing I liked though most about that whole episode was that because it was a Carl Weathers directed episode, mm. it has one of the best action scenes with a massive yeah. car a, car a chase. A really good action scene. In yeah. it. And like, we've not seen really that kind of action scene before, have we? No. With I mean, Star it was Wars big. Thing. Like a big. It was, it was basically like a tank chase. Yeah. It was very yeah. cool. And tie yeah. fighters and yeah. canyons and stuff. Yeah. But th- that was that was the new hope nod. It was like the here we are going to have our own trench run and uh, that was fantastic yeah there was so much of it that was kind of like little nods to new hope or something i just loved the scout troopers and the speed whoa 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 you guys saying that there's something unoriginal about a star wars product i won't (laughs) hear it guys um (laughs) yeah the the scout troopers on the speeder bikes again proven to be the most ridiculously dangerous conveyance in the <laughs> it's universe. Unbelievable! Why would you take that form of transport? <laughs> the the only time they've looked remotely safe is when they're driving across like the dunes of Tatooine, and there's not yeah. a single rock for four hundred miles. And, and even then, they still crash. <laughs> <laughs> Bob got a new got a new job for you today. Basically, what you have to do is drive this incredibly light, flimsy thing that you hang onto with your hands at roughly the speed of sound through that forest. (laughs) You mean the forest that's got the the murder murder teddy bears in it? Yeah, Yeah, that one. They're constantly set up traps. Don't worry about all those scorch marks on the trees and the the bits of twisted speed. You're going to want to be careful. These things have a hair trigger throttle. (laughs) Literally, it's just one kind of small press, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> I love oh, that the, that's, you, that's you, amazing. He's literally left his armor. <laughs> if you if you if you watch it, if and you watch bird, it, and hangs in the air for a second and then <laughs> and a bird's fart will unstabilize it. <laughs> if you watch uh, Return of the Jedi in the right way, when the speeder bike pilots take off. You can almost see the resignation in, oh, I was kind of hoping I wouldn't have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. But even in this episode, in the chasing, like two of them explode just by crashing into shit. They're not even getting shot at or anything yet. They just, well, we kind of expect an attrition rate of 30 40%. And when people are just going down the shops, so if they're actually chasing someone, you have to expect at least half of them to explode. So this is the thing as well, like, all it takes to destabilise is those those two very delicate fins at the front are the stabilisers that Luke in mm. Return of the Jedi basically sidesteps at the last second and just slices the, the, the fins yeah. off the front of that thing. And that's it, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and explodes in a fiery yeah. death ball. <laughs> it's basically a... a, a a reliant robin of a <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's it's unreal but i'm always happy to see them though at the same time <laughs> who, didn't, who didn't want one who exactly want yeah to drive one? i'd like to try one for about 10 meters yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just, that's enough for me thank you very much <laughs> yeah well, excellent action episode with yeah. some some really good sort of overall plot linkage happening as well i yeah, thought this was a great one yeah. yeah, me too. Need um, your help. Next up, the second highest rated one. Uh, chapter 13, The Jedi. 
Yeah. Madeline travels to a world ruled by a ruthless magistrate who has been made has made a powerful enemy. This is a film they managed to condense into an hour. Yeah, that mm. is like, yeah. excellent. It starts the, the look yeah. of this episode was phenomenal. No, it it was great. so stylish and so cool um, well, production design. Anytime she pulls the lightsabers out, it looks like the whole scene's lit up by those lightsabers. Like, I know mm. that's not how it works because that's not movie sets, but it looks like it looks like the lightsabers are like the main light source of, of the actual well, they, they scene. Were the, they were the yeah. only truly bright thing in yeah. the entire episode. Everything else is this muted palette of browns and greys and yellows. I absolutely loved the um, the aesthetic of the Jedi in the mist. Yeah. Uh, and that mm. citadel wall. Um, almost, you know, if there's someone who's going to be able to get in past this impregnable looking mm. wall, it's going to be a fucking Jedi. Yeah. I, it, also, it was, right from the off, it's not a, oh, diplomacy is always the best option. She's straight up stabbing motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's left, bad. right and centre. <laughs> Ahsoka is just amazing. It was the thing is, it was a cross between uh, a computer game where the mission is you've got to breach this really dark uh, town that's overtaken by someone horrible, plus uh, kind of like a Japanese, uh, a classic samurai defeats the big bad baddie kind of thing because it was very kind of you know it's very samurai yeah the village was very kind what you would consider the kind of um middle ages or late Mm. 16th century 17th century japan type thing walled village big gong at the the yeah thing that gets sliced in half that's so fucking cool it's probably closer to how george lucas i think imagined the Jedi yeah. as sort of samurai warriors that I think he, even he was able to do. He's never been able to make them like samurai warriors. He's always yeah. made them like space monks. Whereas the Mandalorian setting the scene and setting everything straight again for him, finally makes the Jedi proper feel like samurai warriors. And yeah. Ahsoka mm-hmm. Tano is probably the best character that you would want to embody that considering the fact that she was Anakin Skywalker's apprentice yeah. she was trained by the person who would eventually forsake the entire order and massacre it that she has somehow found some redemption and has wound up here like it's it's the it's the traveling nomadic samurai kind of existence mm. she, she's yeah, like a ronin yeah. wandering from place to place it's perfect absolutely perfect i think and like again i'm not too up on the mm. the backstory of this but i don't think she really considers herself to be a jedi at this point but well, mm. she she left the order um, mm. well before um, Anakin um, actually turned. But she encounters Darth Vader, and in fact, Darth Vader in the Rebel series, and during the end of their fight, where she almost bests him, um, she destroys part of his mask, and mm. he actually comes back from the dark side for a split second and cries out her name before you see the sort of seeping fire back into his iris um and he is darth vader again so he sort of turns her uh, she turns him back even just for that moment Mm. and then he falls back in so she's i mean she's been through some shit so her coming out the other end and being involved Mm. in the mandalorian which is after all a redemption arc story effectively like this that she just is perfect she's the perfect force user or lapsed jedi or you know she's (laughs) Yeah, she's just perfect. I think. Couple, couple of things I like, as well. Go on, I like the the 
the the color of her lightsabers because they're white, but they're kind of a grayish white. So yeah. my first impression was this is the a slight nod to a gray Jedi. Yeah, you know mm. the one that well not a gray force user the ones that aren't quite totally light side but mm. they're not dark side either uh, i know that's very extended universe mm. um but it does i, don't, I, I never kind of hinted at that whole they kind of hinted at great jedi thing like they, it's it's just I, I thought that was just a term made up by people who wanted to let luke skywalker do force lightning on people yeah and they wanted luke skywalker <laughs> to be able to bone people so like that's that's what you do it's, um, it's kind of, I, don't, I don't like the idea of there being like light side powers and dark side power and even no. like the powers being specific things like oh i'll do force push force pull force heal mm. that's that's like that's game mechanic ways of working it where you need a different mm. button to do different things i would kind of imagine that in the films it's more just the forces manipulating energy in certain ways to do certain things you can make certain things happen but it's kyle what your Katan. intentions are that kyle Katarn is probably the closest we've ever gotten to a proper gray mm. jedi a forced user who's yeah. ultimately doing good, i.e. not subjugating people to his rule and yeah. murdering senselessly. He is, you know, he utilizes force the force as a tool with which to achieve his goals. Um, and he's recognized by in the expanded universe, like he's I think he's one of the foremost battle masters of the of the Jedi mm. Order, but is still considered something of a of a grey Jedi, neither neither necessary you know he, i mean it's specifically that he's a gray jedi he's not a he's not a sith he's not a dark force user he's a gray jedi mm. he's a jedi who straddles the lines but you know almost like mm. um uh qui-gon jinn is probably a you know a, a gray jedi <clears throat> to some extent you know, yeah. follower mm. of the religion but not necessarily hampered by it a couple of points though a couple of things i loved about this episode um the assassin droid from what i understand they're from kotor i've never played kotor so they are know, yeah. they're the hk assassin droids yeah um uh the fight between ahsoka tano and the magistrate with the beskar uh rod fucking brilliant which is really cool it's very cool yeah and then like the standoff with the uh, with uh the mandalorian and the guy that's like you know, I'm just kind of doing this for a job. We don't really have to do this. Corporal Hicks. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Bean. Yeah. Who literally talks now like a fucking, you know, 80 year old, 40 a day chain smoker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, great episode. Really, really good. Really well put together. Um, and just continuation of, of the awesomeness that is this TV series. Should we move on to the next one? Let's go. The third highest rated episode, which surprised me a little bit. Chapter 14, The Tragedy, The Mandalorian and Child Travel to an Ancient Site. I didn't love this episode. This was my least favourite of the series. Uh, I is, is this, is this you... the one where he gets kidnapped? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it felt a little... I don't know. I, I don't think this is my sort of favourite, favourite. They, they repeated, like, a lot of it's... <laughs> For starters, they went out of like, look, Boba Fett's being a badass. Look at him being a badass. Look, look, yeah. he's a badass. He's not an idiot. Mm. Yeah, I, d- I, I did enjoy cracking stormtrooper faces. I knew you would like that. <laughs> no, I, so so the, this this whole series swung me around to Boba Fett. Like I'm I'm kind of on board with Boba Fett, but this this episode, whereas this, this this series has given him a character, it's made him interesting. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the last episode felt like a film they somehow managed to condense to just under an hour and not feel rushed. 
this episode felt like it was an episode that was managed to repeat itself an awful lot like the bits where he has to keep going back and seeing grogu there kind of like shaking in that the uh the force like signal thing that he's sending and he kept doing the same thing over and over again and then goes ahead and rushes things like i'm boba fett i'd like my armor i'm boba fett i've got my armor like it's it's just like really rushed this whole episode felt like they didn't put much time into a lot of it and it's they put too really, much time into some of it i i i i, I believe that actually hmm. that could have been a a sort of a beginning five or ten minutes yeah. of the next episode yeah um you know because i it just it felt like unnecessary agency if you know what i mean it yeah. just felt like like oh okay so we've got an, a, an episode here but there's, there's the last two there's something we just need to bridge it here let's make the whole episode about his telekinetic yeah conversation tele well no, it's, it's telepathic conversation and yeah i i have to admit i struggled even with the ending of that segment yeah. which was the unleashing of the dark troopers which was a moment mm. of mm. incredible excitement for me <laughs> yeah to see dark troopers again with that link from the dark forces um original mm. fps it was wonderful to see dark troopers I, actually I, being treated I had, properly mm. i i had to stop watching that. Mm. at that point i was too excited and yeah, they, no, and they called cool. them dark troopers yeah. i was worried they were going to call them something else Yes, space and they look robots. Like the dark troopers, <laughs> night soldiers, <laughs> <laughs> like GoBots again. Yeah, yeah, GoBots. <laughs> the GoBots are like the original they, dark troopers. Yeah. yeah, but they looked like a really good. They looked like what the dark troopers should have looked like. Yeah, they looked superb. Yeah, and I didn't hate this episode. I, I well, understand I hate what it. you mean, where you get the cheesy bit. Are you sure it's, that not that it's, it's not even that it's cheesy. It's not even it's it's that it felt rushed in places and felt clunky. like they, they yeah and clunky in other places. The clunky is a great word, thank you. It's like so, like the, how you how I think you probably should have done it is he goes into his weird like hypnotic telekinetic thing, which by the way is the cutest baby Yoda's ever looked. Yeah. Like and that's up against some pretty fucking stiff competition. Um, but how you do it is you see the you see the enemy on the horizon. And you have to keep, you see Boba Fett moving towards his ship and like him trying to figure out like what he's going to do, whether he's going to stop Boba Fett getting to his ship to pick up the armor or whether he's going to stop the bad guys coming. And you have him constantly like going back to, to Grogu and go, look, can you hurry this up? Can you hurry this up? And seeing like the progression of these things happen. And then as soon as Boba Fett gets the armor, that's when the Dark Troopers attack. They put up a fight, but eventually the Dark Troopers steal Grogu. It just felt like they, they beat someone back. He goes back. Are you done yet? They beat someone back. You done yet? You beat someone back. You done yet? Oh, Boba Fett's got his armor. Like, it just... Yeah, the, the yeah. constantly going, kid, come on, we got to go. Like, yeah. It was obvious that that's not going to work. No. That was a bit frustrating. Yeah. The various... I don't know. Um, I suppose I didn't really like... I... I didn't mind Boba Fett mm. taking his opportunity to run in and steal the armor. No, I didn't I mind that. Didn't I? Didn't really like how hard suddenly Boba Fett was. Mm. Like in, and as soon as he put his armor on, how he just went mm. um, super kick ass. I, 
I didn't mind him being necessarily super kick-ass, but he did feel just a bit too kick-ass. If you know what I mean, he was just a wee bit well, too hard. Who knew that his knee armor had guns on it? Knee gun! I don't have a problem with Boba Fett kicking ass. I just thought it was a bit... Boba Fett's not got his armor, but he's kicking ass. Oh wait, now Boba Fett's got his armor, and he's still kicking ass. Yeah, it's it just was a bit rushed. A bit That's rushed yeah. yeah. Also, I d- I armor was pretty snug. Casually, uh, casually <laughs> taking down those two ships with yeah. one shot, and then cool guy walking away from the explosion, which is fucking that awesome. Was, yeah, I say they, they made me like Boba Fett whilst not actually liking the episode very much. Well, I do like the episode, also, but not liking as much. Some the important episodes. resolution. Mm plot-wise about Boba Fett there. So it's established that he is mm. a Mandalorian. Kind of. never really... Well, he, yeah, he's, he's a Mandalorian as much as Mando mm. is. Yeah. Not a species, is it? No. He was, he was, a, he was taken in. He was a foundling. Yeah, as, as we all know, Mandalorian... To wear the armor. Mandalorian is a, uh, a unit of uh, distance, not, uh, not a species. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Castle um, running 12 Mandalorians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so he is in in canon now. He is allowed yeah. to wear the Mandalorian because yeah. it's never been totally clear whether he really was a Mandalorian mm-hmm. or was just wearing Mandalorian style armor. Yeah. But, so, but yeah, when yeah. he does the script and it comes up and gives the genealogy, it's mm. like, oh, that's really cool. Oh no, no, it's not. He, he wasn't the foundling. His so Django Fett yeah. was a foundling, and so he's allowed mm. to sort of inherit it. So it's cool that he's got the armor. And then, I mean, this this episode was half setting up his series as well, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Especially with the yeah. post-credits now, bit at the end. my other issue with this episode, and it's kind of an issue with the next episode as well, but I really liked the next episode, was the, oh, we need to put a team together. You son of a bitch, I'm in. Like, it was <laughs> like they're, they're, putting, they're, putting, they're putting a heist team together by the end of it. And he's almost like... Hey, yes, I need to go get that little kid back, but it's not affected me emotionally in any way. I need to put a team together. Let's go Ocean's Eleven on this. Yeah. You son of a he, bitch! He I conveniently mean. goes. Yeah. I've got, I've, I've got this um, debt of honour to you. So yeah. which, the technicalities of which do mean I have to come with you and get the kid back. So yeah, yeah, and, that, and she's she's got a debt of honour to me. So yeah. you son of a bitch! I'm in. I'm in. Also, <laughs> yeah. just to point out, Ming Na Wen is. Yeah. 59 years old. No, she's not. <laughs> yeah, she is. What? I know. No, you're kidding Unbelievable. Yeah. No. I, when I stand up after doing this podcast, I'm going to need to spend a good five minutes going, oh dear, because I'm sitting on a hard chair. So mm. like, I can't imagine that this, yeah, 59, that's nuts. No, okay. okay, so she's not yeah. 59, but she is 57. Oh, okay. So, 57. I mean, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. oh, all bets are off then, silly me. Looking <laughs> terrible for it then. Yeah. Fair play. She's incredible. Mm. Chapter 15. She, I mean, sorry. She, yeah. uh, they've made her character quite cool as well because she was just sort yeah. of a general purpose, I'm an awesome assassin yeah. type in the first season, and then it went no further. Yeah. Um, I don't miss my shots. She's, she's apparently now half robot and mm. very cool. Yeah. This is why I owe myself to, uh, I'm in service of Boba Fett. Hmm. For I was also, I was also knocked into a pit when a blind man spun a ladder around and knocked me over. <laughs> so. Yeah, and basically, I mean that's the um, that's the Groucho Marx moment, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> really? Boba Fett, where <laughs> swings around with the plane. Sanity Claus, Sanity Claus. Everyone knows there's <laughs> yeah. no such thing as Sanity Claus. <laughs> anyway, um, chapter fifteen, the Believer. This gets a slightly lesser score of nine. 
I loved this episode personally, though. Um, we get to meet, uh, what's it, uh, Billy Boston, as I've seen him called. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Bill, what's Bill his Burr. Name? Bill Burr, yeah. Uh, the Bostonian I, uh, in this, space. This, this is one of my favourite episodes. It's one of mine as well. Him as well. Like, he, he was, you know, a bit of a one-note character yeah. in the first one. And this one, yeah, like, that is some good acting from yeah. him in this. I mean, he's not even really an actor. He's yeah. a comic. He's, he's just a movie sod, is what he is. I loved him in yeah. this. Really, like, some good action stuff yeah. with the Goliath, the, what they call it, the juggernauts mm. chase in. And then the weird kind of, where they're walking around and it's like they get rescued by TIE fighters mm. and the people going, you made it, are all Imperials. And yeah. they're sort of trying to look casual. So there's this weird reversal. Don't think too hard about who those people were that they were massacring on the way in because it seems like they were just people that lived in this planet that didn't mm. like the Empire very much. Yeah. The other, the other side of it is you've got the Inglorious Bastards moment as well, mm. which is when he's got to sit down uh, at a table and drink with the <laughs> officer. Like, this, yeah. that, was, that was so well done. I thought so as well. I really liked it, yeah. Brings in Operation Cinder, yeah. which I know is a big thing. I mean, that's two. in yeah. yeah Battlefront Two. You see yeah. it happening, don't you? But I, yeah, you I get like... some like he's talking about how he, the, you know, five ten thousand of his of his battalion were, were stuck on that planet and wiped out, and he survived. Mm-hmm. And then just that moment where he just shoots the guy in the chest, yeah, and him and Mando look at each other and they don't say anything, but it's mm. clear like Mando's like, "Yep, fair enough." Yeah. Now yeah. what we're gonna do? <laughs> yeah. But like, there's no, there's no, he's, there's no like, what have you done, you idiot? It's quite clear that he understands that there was no other way that was gonna go. Mm. I, I love Mando. Oh, I think Pablo does a really good job because he doesn't know how to talk his way out of this. Mm. He is so bad at talking his way out of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. Really yeah. And he's very uncomfortable because he's just taken off his helmet and uh, just Berg going you just did you do what you have to do to survive so and that's the whole theme of it and um yeah and my fate one of my favorite bits is just when he's getting picked up by cara i mean i just love the fact that she's back in it mm. um she's what i'd love her to bits so i think she's awesome um and when he just sees her, he goes mm. oh. he goes well as, as long as he he's not with you oh god well, i suppose i don't have a choice do i um is it's it's brilliant so um and it's a nice little it's not doesn't feel like a rushed redemption arc for him either and you can tell he has got some serious battle scars and that and it's literally when he sees that officer that he flips because you kind of get that feeling throughout that he's potentially going to throw them yeah. under the bus but actually the reason why he really isn't going to support the imperials is because of Operation Cinder, and that's that. And mm. the, that his last shot, his leaving shot, and you go, okay, he was actually a really good shot once, and where he just blows up the whole thing, going mm. right, hang on, give me that, boom, is yeah. And, the and other then thing- you get two seismic detonators out the back of mm. Slave One, which was just a proper. Oh yeah, just, oh, yeah. just about to bring that up, like yeah. in atmosphere. Like yeah. I also just, I, I still love that weapon. I still love the fact that it's completely silent yeah. as it. Boom. Yeah, and then it's that awesome <laughs> noise. Yeah, that, that not, was not that a seismic charge would work in a vacuum of space, of course. 
Apparently there is sound in space in Star Wars, so fine, whatever. Yeah, who cares? No, the other thing that was really interesting, I know this, but it's the concept that this was the Imperials being the rebels. This is them building Mm. up a a form of terrorism to Mm. destabilize the New Republic so that people welcome back. You learn what the mismatch of Mm. the Empire is. no, it's Ahsoka. We forgot to mention that's the bit that I got really excited when she mentions Grand Admiral Thrawn, mm. and he gets another mention in this. It's like I, I actually thought of Tom at this point because yeah, I knew he true. would also be sharing my excitement at the thought of Grand Admiral Thrawn coming in at yeah. some point. You're like Grand Admiral Thrawn. Well, you know me. I've just got a predilection for um, any sort of being that has blue skin and red eyes. So, <laughs> just get the chub on. Um... <laughs> yeah, very cool. But Sorry, the... I'm no, excited. No, it's no, fine. Cool. It's good to get excited about this. That, this also, is I just like to say one, one final note about this episode. Yeah. I do love the fact that the Empire yeah. is obsessed with getting hold of a chemical or solid weird fuel thing that is so unstable that basically they celebrate if one truckload of it manages to get back to a depot where obviously a convoy of like eight to ten of them like if if it has a ten percent like sort of like you know success rate during the day they're like woohoo yeah we've got one truck (laughs) it's it's this is this is the another this is basically the equivalent of us uh the speed bike again isn't it yeah. speeder <laughs> it's like we're gonna mm. we're gonna mm. we're gonna transport this in the bumpiest way possible even though it is one of the most unstable why don't we uh, stick it on like a freighter like spacecraft that'll take like seconds like just up in space across <laughs> yeah, the planet they've, and then, they've yeah. Ships, they've, yeah yeah they've, you've, they've been shown to have like you know sort of repulsor sleds that just hover yeah. over the ground very the smoothly no, no no we're gonna basically use a monster <laughs> truck yeah, yes. tires let's use let's use actual wheels <laughs> across a really bumpy surface nailed yeah. it duncan yeah <laughs> i did, did love the look of those things though yeah they looked awesome they're very nice well, they, they were actual toys yeah, weren't I, they? I thought this this is a great episode yes the, the, they you, were. They yeah were. You, you could get those as actual toys mm, yeah they were yeah because they've done so much of this where they've gone yeah, is there a toy the, of this um, yes is it have been anything no Get it in there. Well, like the the thing that drops off the stormtroopers yeah. the, in the last episode of the first series, that was a toy. Yeah. Mm. I was the skiff, wasn't it? The little, mm. like, yeah, that, yeah, very cool. Yeah. Thing that looked like the um, shuttle buses at airports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Final so chapter. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. The Come Rescue, 9.9, this has got. Um, really the Mandalorian and his allies attempt a daring rescue. Once again, it's a film in an hour. They do so much so, in like, this episode. Of all the speculation about mm. who the Jedi was going to be that turned up, this is the, the one of the least discussed options that I saw. Like, I, I, it was my first like, oh, it could be this weird character who's in one episode of Clone yeah. Wars. Yeah. Yeah, be, it could it? be... Uh, so Cal Kestis was, was mentioned as well. I saw... Yeah, well, um, like, um, Amiga okay, yeah, it was only released like, in Korea. Yeah. It's probably yeah. the person from that. Yeah, Kit Fisto, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um and um Carl Katarn was my, was was the one I, I I mentioned. Um but um was, yeah. if you sort of step back and think about it, it has to be 
somebody who the moment that head comes down yeah everyone watching this recognizes yeah everyone watching it recognizes yeah. and there's really only one person that could be so it was mentioned but it was like it still took me by surprise do you think it's gonna be luke skywalker everyone it could be yeah but no one genuinely thought it was going to be luke skywalker the second mm. i yeah. saw the lightsaber yeah the yeah second, when, the, well, when yeah. the green lightsaber opens not, up not even when it actually zoomed in on yeah. the hilt yeah. and you could, you could definitely tell that that was Luke's lightsaber yeah. hilt. It was the second I saw the green lightsaber. I was like, yeah. that is Skywalker. With there is one no hand one else. Glove, one hand yeah. not. It's, it, it was Luke. And, yeah. and, and of course, actually that was when it, that was when it all fell into place. It, it had to be Luke Yeah. for this to make sense. Well, and when, and is, when they're, they're looking at the scanner and they go, huh, one X-wing. Yeah. One X-wing. And why is Gideon looking so fucking petrified? Yeah. Because mm. he knows who is coming. Because he knows that, that Luke Skywalker is is the person who has killed Darth Vader, yeah. reportedly killed the Emperor, yeah. is almost single-handedly responsible alongside the Rebellion with destroying the Death Star and yeah. putting the Empire into the place it is right now. But a single Death Star with that mm. red marking, uh, sorry, a single X-Wing that arrives with those red markings, like, and you're Gideon, and you, I mean, Luke mm. Skywalker is like a messianic figure by this point, like fucking petrified that's why he's scared he knows who's coming have you played as does anyone mind if i spoil the end of fallen order jedi fallen oh. order hmm? i don't mind no go for it okay so, so you it ends with whatever happens and then all of a sudden the doors open and darth vader standing there yep. so like you you fight the final boss and that's hard and darth vader appears and he just like walks towards you and it's one of those fight scenes you're fighting you're doing everything you can you could play the game perfectly but there is no way of beating Darth Vader because he's Darth fucking Vader like so like the whole time he's just relentlessly chasing you and then it becomes about running away from Darth you start by fight trying to fight Darth Vader and then and then it ends with like no this isn't going to work i need to run now and eventually you obviously escape but like that's what this felt like this felt like okay who's luke skywalker well he's relentless he is this is the um equivalent of darth vader in rogue one which is that he is just absolutely unstoppable there is nothing you can mm. do to stop him from getting from where he from this point to where he wants to go and to a certain point we've never seen luke look that badass in a film it is TV it series. is actually no. perfect because it thought you know like you were saying earlier about yeah. how they're put from the expanded universe yeah. in yeah. to make us feel like some of that is being acknowledged and respected, you know? Yeah. And, you know, in the expanded universe, in the sort of five to six years after Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker is described by most mm. of the characters as, as like you say, as, mm. uh, as practically unstoppable yeah. by reputation yeah. alone. Yeah. Um, when, when people have, like people who have watched him fight say that it's, it's almost like watching something that you can't quite see because mm. it's moving so fast. Everything is so, he's like a, he's perfectly in tune with everything. When he's using his lightsaber mm. to deflect blaster bolts, it's like a, that you can't even detect the motions that he's doing. He's just, he's so in tune. It's like, and the thing is like, you know, three, three to six years after the, um, mm. after Return of the Jedi, he's not even at the apex of his powers yet. Yeah. He's, he's a Jedi Knight. He's not even a Jedi Master yet. Mm. He's not, he's not even the head of the Jedi Order yet. He's not at the apex of his powers. He is, he's still growing. And if, and this is, this is like, yeah, it's like Skywalker 3.0 mm. by this point, isn't it? It's, it, it, yeah. So this, like, how he is in this, this is how all the whiny fanboys wanted him to be in uh, yeah. The Last mm. Jedi. 
Yeah. But this is when it's appropriate for him to be like that. Yeah. Yes. And it would be ridiculous if he just if, if it if it'd been like this in Last Jedi. That it, it works much better with him being an, an old grumpy bastard. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, at the, this point, this is when he is the unstoppable pure force of force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the bit where he force crushes mm. is it's just like that's just a wee bit of anger coming through. That is that is wonderful because and the other. I think this also this bit kind of mirrors when, at, in C, uh, chapter eight, when you get the Tie Fighter, mm. and you go, "Wow, actually, Tie Fighters were really hard. You do not want to be someone unarmored trying to take on a Tie Fighter. You you really need big explosives because when uh, Moff Gideon's coming in with the Tie Fighter attacking them, you go, "Okay, that's actually that's pretty scary." Mm. Here, it's these are dark troopers, which we've seen can only be destroyed by Beskar, uh, uh, Beskar uh, spear. Hmm. Um, but they're getting sliced up by uh, Luke. These well, they, are the they, hardest things. Good, with that really brutal fight that Mando has with just one of them, they really do a good job of selling just how tough those dark troopers are. Hmm. And, then and so for, for Luke Skywalker to be able to brush them aside through... Yeah. A platoon of them absolutely um, and you know just i mean leaves them in tatters mm. like they are there's, there's barely anything left of them i mean and like duncan says the last the last dark trooper is basically compacted into a small cube mm. you know i mean that's that's <laughs> bad that's like, that's, yeah it's good for recycling mm. yeah. so they burst yeah. it what happens i can't remember what happens to gideon he just gets knocked out doesn't he yeah he tries to He's, kill himself uh, and then yeah. katan smacks him in the face yeah or something no no, it's um, Kara. Kara yeah. twats the pistol out. Mm. He's going to do that. <laughs> yeah. She just going to push. My favourite thing of that episode, it's not even Luke, is mm. actually the all-female hit squad. That's awesome, They yeah. are absolutely brilliant. I love that. That is just awesome. I'm like, yeah. Mm. It's just so good. I love it when Kara's laser machine gun stops working mid-fight and she's just sort of, Starts hitting them with it. it, yeah. And then she just starts firing again. She goes, "Oh well, it, it's working again." Some swearing in it. Some nice little touches as well, like the back and forth that Kara has about Alderaan and the Death Star, and the guy saying, "Do you know how many people you killed?" Like when that no. Death Star exploded, like and just mm. just it's one of those things that people do mention sometimes that they did kill an awful lot of people, but also. He does take a lot of glee in Alderaan being destroyed as well. But you get the feeling Which that it's from this real bit, yeah. yeah. This real place of anger that like you killed all of my friends, basically. Um so I like that. He's clearly still a dickhead. I like the whole thing about finding out that you know, you have to defeat someone to take the dark saber. Like I love all the Mandalorian bollocks that's going on. Like the stuff like, oh, you can't take your helmet off. This Why? is only this is the way. surface of <laughs> yeah. Mando bollocks. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I think good, good portions of Rebels are deep, yeah. deep Mando bollocks. Yeah, there's a lot of Mando bollocks, that's for sure. Mm. Like, like the well, you know, here's the Darksaber, take it. No, I can't because I've got to defeat the person. And you can tell the Mandalorian, whilst wearing his helmet, is going... This is utterly ridiculous. Do you know how ridiculous you sound? Anyway, I'm going to attempt to eat beans with my helmet on. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, 
it's 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 this idea that they've both got like these two different ideas of Mando bollocks, and they're both equally ridiculous. <laughs> really, when you think about it, like if yeah. she's right to lead, she's right to lead, whether she's got the dark saber or not. It doesn't really matter. Like it's basically just the crown jewels, like essentially. Sol- yeah. His yeah. solution going. Yeah. All right. I yield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah have it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, look, I really don't give a shit, mate. Just take the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, then, obviously, Grogu... And then, yeah, yeah Grogu goes off with Luke. Yeah. Pretty convincing, digital de-aging. Bear in mind, this is a TV budget. Yeah. Luke looked better than Leia did in Rogue One, or Tarkin did. Yeah. Although Tarkin was far too featured yes you that know, was the problem but like him just being a shadowy cloak you know it did quite well i mean he, he could tell it wasn't real but i think it was it it was fine it was yeah. really i thought it was very good um I, it, it would have been nice if he'd smiled a little bit like because he must have been quite happy to have found another another that's, one of that's the what's incredibly mysterious to do. i was about to say maybe if he smiled went that that was yeah. when it starts like yeah. I think they deliberately went for he's just going to be like monk like yeah. serenity throughout the whole thing. Yeah, because it's it's far easier to do convincingly than like trying to do different yeah. emotions across the faces. That's where you this lose kind of so many muscles out. when you smile. So it does obviously raise the important question. Of course, there's series three and series four, and I'm sure that Grogu will be a part of those in some mm. way, shape, or form. But there's also that serious question of. There's no Grogu obviously around. Is he one of the Jedi students who's massacred by Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren? Uh, you I know, yeah. think there will be uproar if that happens. I think you have to assume yeah. he didn't. I, th- I think what they've done is they delib- is, is part of the, the whole age of him is he's just too young to have been involved in anything yet. Yeah. It's not going to be until he's like 150 years old that he's actually getting involved in stuff yeah. properly. So yeah. I think they can easily say he's still, you know, he's still a kid for the next like 50 or 60 years, like mm. well beyond the timescale of anything mm. well, where you can go, <laughs> well, why the fuck didn't we turn up in Rise of Skywalker and sort stuff out or something? Yeah, like the film. Yeah. No, why didn't, why didn't <laughs> Grogu come up and write, rewrite that film? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah I, think, I think they've got a good out there. He's just, you know, he's just away with the babysitter or something. Yeah. Well, or, or he, they contrive it so that he's back with Mando by that point. Yeah. Uh, and they're doing yeah, something I mean, else. He's like, about f- yeah. 50 years old and Mando be at that point. Yeah, but you could... Oh, if they do like another series where he's like this grizzled, beaten-up armour like Mando, I would be all in on that as well. But who knows? Maybe yeah. Mando and, you know, and Bo-Katan, um, you know, re-found the Mandalorians and, you know, he's part of their culture mm-hmm. or... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he's a Jedi ambassador mm-hmm. or, you know... I don't know. Who fucking knows? Maybe they, maybe they bump... Best car cod pieces. Who knows? Just like yeah. Or, also, um, yeah. That <laughs> was also a very emotional. I don't mean Sorry. that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a nice emotional ending as well, especially because yeah. he removes his helmet. And you're like, I'm not crying. You're crying. Well, I mean, that you knew that was coming, but yeah. it was it was a lovely little moment. You reckon? And, and when when Luke goes, it's not that he doesn't want to go. He's asking you your permission. Yeah. Because he sees that he sees Mando as a as yeah. a father figure. Yeah, it is wonderful. I mean, as a I, we can't deny as fans that there was a chill running down our spine yeah. when we saw mm. Luke Skywalker 
taking Grogu back to and, and R2D2. I mean, it was wonderful seeing R2D2 yeah. with Luke, and it it just oh, reinforces yeah, yeah. that bond like between the two. I mean, the shit that those guys have been through that we've seen, the stuff that we don't know about that you can just sit, I mean they're always together hmm. R2-D2 is always with Luke Luke is always with yeah. R2-D2 he found you know Luke R2-D2 is the is the person well the the entity that Luke Skywalker is with watching his Jedi Order hmm. burn you know literally in hmm. flames in front of him he picks up Ash with his robotic hand and rests it on R2's dome I mean you know this is this is a friendship beyond uh, beyond the story, really, and it's it's wonderful to see them back together. Yeah. Quick, quick I, I, I felt chills. I also love the idea of some potential R two D two and Baby Yoda shenanigans. So they're trying to tap up Sebastian Stan to play like young Luke Skywalker now. To play Luke, yeah, yeah. which he he looks well, so I mean, much you like say him. They're trying to tap up. I mean, it's some people on the internet. No, apparently, 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 Disney like are trying to tap him up to bring him in. So there, there is mm-hmm. that. Uh, we got fifteen that minutes. Going to be all over Disney Plus, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's fair fucking play. Uh, we got fifteen minutes to talk about the new Star Wars stuff that was announced as well. On top of which, we can start well, with Book what, of Boba we... Fett. Oh yeah, the yeah. the very end credits. Yeah, after the credits. Yeah. yeah. So that looks interesting. Yeah, back on Tatooine. It's going to be Tatooine, the TV series. It's going to be like, um, the intro is going to be Sopranos, but it's going to be Boba Fett on like a speeder, but um, driving past like all these like, uh, these, these like clay and sand built buildings, uh, whilst the Alabama three plane is like looking like straight out. A crime drama. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like a, like a, a sort of a, Basically, it'll be like a mafia shit series. That could be really cool. Yeah, uh, it well, should I mean, be. It should be like a regional cop show. It should be like a like a Morse or, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd watch. I'd watch Lovejoy. any of those. Yeah, <laughs> it was great to see. Small like Lovejoy. He has put it, on a bit of weight. <laughs> it, it was great to see Bib Fortuna. I was about to say, basically, not... basically yeah. usurped the throne after everyone yeah. else has been killed. He was just like, right, I'll take over here for a bit. I like the idea that everyone clearly gets like really lazy. Like at that yeah. point, and just like, yeah. oh, this cut chair is like super comfy. Just yeah, like, maybe, maybe, um, yeah. maybe Jabba was like super ripped when he took over. Oh, I love like an early series. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, fucking arms on him, man. How, I think when when Boba punching Fett the previous standing, mob boss off the stage, <laughs> he was standing on that grate in yeah. front of the throne. Have you I, come on? Yeah. You've been here before. What you wouldn't stand there, would you? Well, except that there's except that it's dead. Issue. The rank could, could be something. It could be a big fucking spike down there. <laughs> I mean, that's the answer, isn't it? Just bin off the monster, big spike. <laughs> just one, yeah, one just, big spike. Yeah, one, well, so very they big it. spike. Well, two tr- two spikes would be an extravagance. So, yeah. <laughs> I sit on so the Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the book of Boba Fett yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. And then there's also going to be an Ahsoka series, isn't there? Yeah. So Ahsoka Tana series. But, I mean, as soon as they got a big name actor to play her. You kind of knew that was going to be the case. Yes. Yeah, she's not, she's yeah. not going to be a one episode, one and done. No. Yeah, exactly. So um, Dave Filoni's taking the lead on this one, which is great because he's been excellent so far. Absolutely. Um, he really has been. And I'm, I'm yeah. guessing that's where the thrawniness of it is going to come in because she's clearly on yeah. the hunt for Thrawn already. So I think you might get hints of mm. him in the next series of Mandalorian. But I think I'd imagine gonna... you'll get Bo-Katan in this as well. There's going to be... I mean, what what I'm hoping there's going to be some big crossover thing after we've had a series or two of Ahsoka and Book of Book of Fett 
mm. and a couple more Mandalorians. And there's going to be little threads that all tie together. Yeah. And then there'll be some big, cro- maybe a film even. Where I they, mean, uh, it's, mm. if it's Grand Admiral with Thrawn, Thrawn. Yeah. if it's Grand Admiral Thrawn, this is wonderful because yeah. there, again, is so much in the expanded universe that they can draw from. Yeah. Not least of which is the fact that he's the last remaining Grand Admiral that was nowhere near Imperial Center or Imperial Space mm. when everything collapsed. He was out in the unknown mm. regions, fucking around all sorts. He has a he has a full armada. Gushing into test tubes. Yeah. Yeah, he has a full armada of Imperial ships that yeah. make their return to Imperial space to find it in disarray. And Thrawn's only thought is for the glory of the Empire, mm. I will take back the lost segments i'll take back the lost the lost sectors and that's what he does that's the thrawn story after that is like three books of of him just massacring cutting a bloody swathe to coruscant isn't it or yeah. Coruscant, coruscant 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 uh, yeah coruscant yeah. and that would be amazing yeah, yeah okay could be pretty cool right yeah. other things we're getting a droid story it's going to be animated visual effects offer Apparently, Lucasfilm Animation will be teaming up with Lucasfilm's visual effects, Industrial Light and Magic, to develop a special Star Wars adventure for Disney Plus, a droid story. The epic journey will introduce us to new heroes guided by legendary duo R2D2 and um, it says R2D2 and Clive Dunn here. Oh, is that right? I don't know. Um, so R2D2 and C3PO, uh, but yeah. Yeah, Clive Dunn. I mean, this, yeah. This will be cool, but I don't think this isn't going to be, this is going to be a, a kid's thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Is it going to be Which just I will watch like because Vinny's watching. Yeah. Hmm? It's going to be the droids, yeah. It's going to be like, what which that? I loved. So anyone who hated it can shut up. I loved it. Or you can have your own Come opinion. and kick you in the butt. Yeah. Yeah, which is the right one. Okay, moving on then. Star Wars Visions, uh, presenting all new creative takes on the galaxy far, far away. Star Wars Visions will be a series of animated shorts celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. The anthology collection will bring this, 10 this fantastic cool. visions from several leading Japanese anime studios. So for me, it reminds me of Halo Legends, mm. which was fucking awesome. And the, the, yeah, uh, really the Animatrix as well was the other one that I, I was thinking of. Yeah, and I don't know if it's some of it might be a bit kind of like a what if kind yeah. of... Like, we we know this didn't actually happen, mm. but wouldn't it have been cool if yeah, kind of yeah. stuff? Sounds quite cool. I'm I'm all in on that. Considering Very how cool. much it is inspired by by Japanese Star Wars is inspired by Japanese movies in the first place. Anyway, makes sense to yeah. me. So yeah. yeah, um, this could be very very cool. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch the series follows the elite and experimental clones of The Bad Batch first introduced in the Clone Wars as they find their way nah, in Clone ra- Wars don't care they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War uh, members of The Bad Batch are a unique squad of clones who vary genetically from their brothers in the Clone Army each possess a singular exceptional skill it sounds like X-Men meets, meets um, Star Wars basically yeah so they're they're basically they're four clone troopers and they all have a sort of a certain genetic mutation that makes them sort of super sol- a super soldier of a sort of like yeah. enhanced. One of them's got a, is like super muscular. His yeah. muscles are like more advanced. One of them's super smart. The other one's got like super eyes. I personally love the clone Wars stuff. I absolutely mm. love the clone army and, and I love that whole kind of concept. So that'll be on my list. Definitely. Here's a really exciting one. The Acolyte, Leslie Headland. Uh, Emmy Award nominated creator of the mind bending series Russian Dolls, uh, Russian Dolls, sorry, brings a new Star Wars series to Disney Plus with The Acolyte. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets, emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. 
I mean, what is not to like about that? Yeah. So much bit yeah. of the, bit of history that we've never seen before in in a in a live action thing, hmm. and it just sounds mysterious and weird and cool. This hmm. links into the new book series. There is a whole hmm. series. The High Republic books hmm. have all just been published. Yeah. And because that was hot on uh, Twitter, hmm. and that links in with the High Republic TV series, which is the Acolyte, yeah. which the books are seemingly getting quite good reviews from fans. Nice. Like they, they, they are liking them. Hmm. It appears. I'll, I'll watch this anything that Leslie Headland does now, basically, after Russian Doll. Like so that. this is this is quite interesting. I've just found some information here. They said like it, you know take uh, the High Republic. So the High Republic is like six hundred years before hmm. the, the the Republic, isn't it? So <clears throat> they said that there's only a handful of characters hmm. that might be around. So a young Yoda is probably a going baby to be alive Yoda. Well, well, a young uh, young. So, he, so Yoda was technically an active Jedi. Yeah, and I was joking, Tom. All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, yeah, no, I'll, I, I, that that would be cool seeing like young kick-ass, like <sighs> I just can't stand a job no more, kind of Yoda. Yeah, yeah. we got to sort this out. The mess up my ass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yoda, will you get in here? Damn it, Captain! Yeah, get out of my ass, Captain! Oh, yeah. So I've got I need your badge and your saber, Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> and you the other one. Or just leaving the door going, just one more thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, Andor. Oh, here we go. Uh, Andor attends an Hellraising <laughs> spy thriller created by Tony Gilroy is set to arrive on Disney Plus in yes, 2022. Yes, Diego Luna, yes, reprising yes, the role of rebel yes, spy Cassian yes, Andor yes. from Rogue One, will be joined by a fantastic, fantastic cast, including Stellan Skarsgård, Adria Arjona, Fiona Shaw, Denise Goff, Carl Soller, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma. Uh, production kicked off three weeks ago in London. Uh, just any more Rogue One stuff I'm, I'm all in on. Apparently, this, have you seen the... Um, the the teaser they, they the production teaser they did like saying that this has yeah. got like the, the the budget of a film basically I'm all I'm all yeah. in for more of that so yeah height of the empire yeah, yeah. and he's like just like a spy and I, I we only really see him become to become um um become like a, a, his moral compass is swayed entirely by the time. We, we get to Rogue One, so I think we're going to see some real badass shit in this one. Uh, Lando, everyone's favourite scoundrel, Lando Calrissian, will return in a brand new event series for Disney+. Plus. Justin Simeon, creator of the critically acclaimed Dear White People, and a huge Star Wars fan, is developing the story. All in? Like, I kind of thought um, Solo That's should have awesome. been Lando, really. <laughs> like, like, I found Lando much more interesting in that film than Han Solo, which is, you know, doing something wrong, aren't you, I suppose? So, yeah. Uh, Rangers of the New Republic, set within the timeline of the Mandalorian, this new live series, new live action series from executive producer John Favreau, Dave Filoni will intersect with future stories and culminate in a climactic story event. I mean, it sounds good. Yep, Ahsoka, we've already talked about. Uh, The Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series, which we exclusively revealed, thanks to uh, Ewan McGregor, (laughs) that has been on uh, several times now. Uh, What are Tom's looking for? (laughs) 
what Tom's looking for. Yeah, I think he's getting so. distracted. Yeah. Oh, um, is that his phone going? Yeah, it must I be. Yeah, it's his phone going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's Tom's doorbell. Last, <laughs> Tom's yeah. uh, I'm going to I'm going to talk about it whilst uh, whatever happening with with Tom at the moment. Uh, last August at DT, D23 Expo, Lucasfilm announced the return of Ewan McGregor in the iconic role of Jedi Master <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi for a special event series on Disney Plus, officially titled Obi. Where's Tom gone? <laughs> He's gone. I think he said he had to go. He's just sent a message saying he's just had to go to the loo. Oh, okay. He's yeah. got to layer some cable then. Uh, ten years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where he's. Oh my God, it's Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Hello there, boys. Hello, Ewan. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing great, actually. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I'm finding it hard to. a bit crumpled there. Yeah. I, 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 that's absolutely right. I, I just I overheard my, my ears were burning, and I overheard that you were talking about uh, my new series. Mm, uh, yes, <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, um, were you rummaging yeah. in Tom's bins again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm just always where I'm needed. That's you know, that's it. When when the Star Wars universe is ailing, you know, it's time for Obi Wan to to get his saber out again. <laughs> How do you feel about uh, uh, starring opposite Hayden Christensen again? Well, I mean, he's awful, uh, but uh, but you know, I, I had I had good times with Head and good good times, yeah. and that's 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 all that matters. We're going to rekindle our friendship. Yeah, uh, he doesn't like motorbikes though, so that is a problem. Um, we will just have to overcome. Well, according yeah. to Kathleen Kennedy, this truly will be a day, to re- day remembered as it will be confirmed that Hayden Christian will return as Darth Vader. This will be the rematch of the century, apparently. Well, yeah, I mean, hmm. yeah. I mean, who who really cares? I mean, yeah. we don't know. You know, Hayden Christensen, we thought we'd lost him after Jumper uh, did so badly at the box office. But of course, you know, we uh, but of course we, um, you know, we should all just breathe a sigh of relief. That- Oh no! There he is. What? I I I went funny. Sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Okay, cool. That's all right. Sorry, I'll shut up. Um. Anyway, thanks, Ewan McGregor. Is that it? Is that okay? Fine. Uh. Well, yeah. Good luck. Thanks. Bye, Bye Ewan. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so yeah, Obi Wan looks quite good. Maybe, although it's got Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. in it. Uh, <laughs> untitled Takawatiti film. Brand new Star Wars feature with acclaimed direct filmmaker and Academy Award winner Taka Waititi is in development. Taka is approached Star Wars. We fresh, unexpected, and unique, says Kathleen. Oh, hi, hi, um, Tom. How you doing? Yeah, fine. Just dropped something. Oh, okay, good. Well, good to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there will be a sense of humour which uh, will ensure the audience are in for an unforgettable ride. I'm thinking they're going for Thor, Ragnarok meets meets Star Wars, basically. But there we go. Yeah. I am all for this. Yeah. I'll give it a give it a watch. Yeah, I'm I'm in. And then lastly, Rogue Squadron. That's the one that got me crying. In fact, this is the one that like I was genuinely in tears, like watching this because it, it was just like the double whammy of the of the. Okay, so is Patty Jenkins going to do Top Gun three? They already announced that. Is that what this is? Followed by okay, okay. Well, that's an X Wing. Cool. She's doing an X Wing film. That's awesome. And then Rogue Squadron. I'm like, oh my god, she's doing a Rogue Squadron film. Even fucking better. <laughs> she's doing more than just X Wing. This is yeah. this is the thing yeah. that I'm most excited about. Yeah, definitely. No question. Yeah. It could be it could be A wings. It could be B wings. It could be all the wings. All the wings. All the wings. Yeah. T wings. T wings. Previously unheard F-wings. of wings. Wings. Yeah. yeah. Z wings. Buffalo. 
Buffalo Gee. Wild Twix. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of incredibly exciting stuff to uh, yeah. on the horizon. As, and yeah, Patty uh, Jenkins, great director. As we've mentioned before, um, I don't actually need to see a film trailer. That trailer is enough for me. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's it. I mean, you're, you're well done. You've got the yeah, director of Wonder Woman doing, doing uh, a Rogue Squadron film. I will mm-hmm. go watch that. Like, if they never release anything else again and the film just comes out, cool, I'm in. Well done. Congrats. They, they could release a, a trailer, which is it's just like paper models with people in green screen suits going, Neow. yeah. And they say, that's that's not previs or anything. That is how the film's going to look. I, I will pay money to go and see that film. Yeah. Yeah, whatever happens, that that's that's definite. Um, the, apparently, Rogue Squadron is now named after Rogue One, which makes sense as well. Yeah, there we go. Awesome. Yeah, that's it. Right, we've been banging on for ages. We better, yeah. better wrap Very up. Very nice. So, look, if depending on how many of you are still with us on YouTube at the moment, thank you very much for watching. Wave. Wave. Just wave at them. Thank you. Thank you very much. And if you're listening on the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever other platform, thank you very much as well. Don't forget you can interact with us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Just use the handle at TMTOH. And with that, I'll say goodbye to Russ. Sarah. I'll say goodbye to Dan. Goodbye. I'll say goodbye to Duncan. Now, based. This is the way. It's goodbye from me, Tom. (laughs) This is the way, or it is the way, or... Yep, it's the way. We've it's had a way. way. <laughs> it's a way. We are a way. Thank you very much for watching. Thank yeah. you very much for listening. And on that note, it's cue the music. Bye.